0: Now, hi everyone, welcome to Women's Health Matters podcast and where I'm joined by amazing guests that help us in all aspects of our life. If it's what we're wearing, if it's about our hormones, if it's about how we sleep, how we decorate our houses, and also, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. I always forget to say that. And if you're interested in getting my free four day perimenopause transformation course, I'll attach the link below and all you need to do is just give it a click. And today I'm joined by Sharon and I'm gonna let Sharon introduce herself and tell us what she does. So hi Sharon and welcome to this podcast.
1: Oh Lucy, thank you so, so much for having me. I'm actually really excited to get chatting to you today.
0: So am I can't wait to hear about what all the things that we can do. So tell us, what do you do?
1: I am well. I previously worked as a midwife and a health visitor for thirty years, and I gave that up a couple of years ago to start my own business. And I declutter and organise people's homes and businesses, so that and it's this isn't about rearranging their dishcloths. This is actually about rearranging. The clutter that's in our minds, the reasons why we're keeping things and the emotions that are attached to the items in our home. So that's what I do. So I was trained by Marie Kondo, and um, the Japanese tidying expert, and I am now her master certified consultant. So I'm one of the leading consultants in Europe and I love what I do, love what I do.
0: Wow, I've watched her on um yeah on the television and it, I I just I'm like how do you do this actually there was another program on on BBC with um Stacey Solomon Stacey. Right. and where they take the whole contents of their house out mm-hmm. and then they it's laid out in a barn or in a big huge warehouse and then they go through it and the stuff like I remember one family it was a family of um the mom and I think she had three daughters and they had like 557 bottles of nail varnish I was like holy smokes but you don't realize that you gather that stuff Mm -hmm. and I think those things maybe are easy well for me it would seem easy to get rid of but what if you came across something that was a bit like Mm -hmm. sentimental how do you how do you deal with that Because I can imagine there's a few things here now as I'm looking around my house in my imagination that I'd like, oh, I'm not sure I would want to get rid of it.
1: And everybody has a different sentimental and that's the thing. So if you were to start with those items, the sentimental items, you will never let anything go. Or if you do, you're going to let them go with guilt. So you're going to feel so guilty that you're letting them go. So what we do is we, just like Stacey Solomon did, we bring everything together. So we do it category by category your clothes together, your books together, paperwork, um, miscellaneous together, and then your sentimental last. And the reason we do that is because you then have built up the confidence in making decisions on those items that don't really matter. Your sentimental really does matter to you. So by the time you get to that, you can do this, no problem. You can go through it and make the right decision for you so it's and what i do isn't about getting rid of things it's certainly not it's about surrounding yourself with those items you absolutely love that spark joy in your heart that make your heart sing or those items you need so that that's what we would um encourage it's not about getting rid of things because that lowers your vibration and it's really about holding on to those items you love or need and letting go of the items that you don't with gratitude so you're grateful for the reason it comes into your life. So sentimental, you will have got down pet pat by the time you get it.
0: That's really interesting. Well, I'm just thinking of like my cupboard, you know, if you go shopping and there's tins in the cupboard that are out of date. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I like, I just feel it's such a waste
1: yeah. to throw away
0: those tins, even though I know I'm not gonna use them. Yes, yeah, I feel guilty about actually chucking them away. But I understand
1: that because you've you've worked hard for that money that you spent in those tins. So mm. I get that. And that's something that we all have. We all have a reason for holding on to our items. So for you, it's you if you let them go, if you get rid of them, you'd feel guilty because you spent money on it and you didn't use it. For Mm -hmm. others, it's they're maybe not letting things go because somebody gave it to them and they'd feel guilty letting it go. What would that person think? Um, Or it might be that you've spent a lot of money on a wedding outfit. You know you'll never wear it again. You can't even fit into it, but you're going to hold on to it because that would be a waste if you let it go now. So it's really just reframing or thinking. That tin will forever sit in your cupboard, never used because number one, you can't use it, it's out of date. And number two, it's making you feel guilty every time you open that cupboard because you know you should have used it. I so know. for me, it's letting it go and letting it go with thanks. It's showing you that you have to go through your cupboards, check what's out of date, and then use up, put the stuff that needs used first at the front and use it up. So you'll not keep repeating that if you do something about it.
0: Yeah, keep recycling it around because that, that would be me. i just go back again and go, oh, we need more tuna, It's us <laughs> And then it ends up in the back of the carpet and it doesn't get to
1: Yeah, yeah. The cat could have the tuna now, but, and it's not wasting. If you can't eat it, give it to the cat that can eat it,
0: yeah. I know, it was interesting actually because was, there was on the radio yesterday, um, I think it was on News Talk, and he was at the dump, at the electrical, you know, electrical items.
1: And mm-hmm. this lady came
0: along with a brand new... Kenwood toaster I think or a toasty maker and she said it's never been used and she can't give it away no one wanted it so she said yeah, I was yeah. just sending it to the dump and I was like oh that's that's, that's just a waste and yeah. of money you know in my head I was thinking, oh my god mm-hmm. I'll take the toaster yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's... If, if you think of sunk cost Lucy sunk cost is that lady has gone out and paid for the toaster so she does not have that money in her personally. it's gone forever never never and what some cost is acknowledging yes the money was handed over at the time now it happens that she hasn't got the use of it but normally you would have a use of something so you have used it you've enjoyed it you have whatever it's brought you memories and just let it go knowing that you're you're not you've already paid for it so it's not cost me anything to let it go. It's just emotionally cost me to let it go. It's getting your head around it, isn't it?
0: It is getting your head around mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think it's the same with you're you're right with clothes. They're yeah, in yeah. the wardrobe yeah. and you go, oh, I might just there might be a time when I'm gonna wear that again. Yeah. When I lose six stone and I'll get back into that pair of trousers,
1: I know will look fabulous in my ideal. But again, that's okay having it there whenever it, it's whenever it's in your wardrobe making you feel guilty that number one, I haven't lost the weight, and number two, I it's there, I don't want to wear it, but I, I feel bad that it's in there. And quite often, with our wardrobes are so stuffed that we can't get any more into it, we can't physically fit any more into it. But whenever we're going out for a night or for an occasion with nothing to wear I know that's a big one yeah so we can't see the beauty that we have because there's so much stuff around that beauty and that's why it's important to at least start with it make a start
0: Yeah, because that's a big one. When you when you want to go out, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh what am I going to wear? But I think that's down to again how you feel in yourself. If you're feeling bloated or skinny, or Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel like you can wear that outfit or that outfit, I often would. um, If I've got something coming up, I'd kind of know what I'm going to wear before I've even gone to the wardrobe. Actually,
1: yeah, you're just picking it out. I say, yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, I picked it out already. I'm going to wear that. And then the most annoying thing is sometimes when you put it on, then you're like, oh, maybe not.
1: <laughs> the more it tells a different story. Yeah, <laughs> I, I must tell you, actually, I worked with a fabulous client um, over the last couple of years. Of course, it was all virtual. So um, I wasn't able to go into her home, but she still wanted it done. She still wanted to declutter and organize. So I was working with her virtually and we were doing her wardrobe. We were doing her clothes. And whenever um, she had said to me, whenever we came on initially, she she said, Sharon, I don't like my clothes. I just don't like them. She wasn't looking forward to it, but she didn't know what to expect. So I said, OK. And we talked her through it. And within two hours of us working together, she was starting to hang up the clothes that she would chosen that she did like, that she did love. And she was hanging them back up and she stopped when she just hung something on the rail and she stopped. Dead. and I thought I'd lost connection and I waited a wee moment and she turned around to me and she said Sharon I feel that I'm looking at my own boutique these are the most beautiful clothes that I have now she couldn't see them before because they were stuffed in with other stuff she says every item that I have hanging up in my wardrobe now, I love I'm excited to wear and I feel like you have given me my own boutique now, that for me was priceless. And, that, and I, I often tell that story because that's really what it's about. It's about appreciating what you have and knowing that whenever you open that wardrobe, every item there you'll be able to wear and you'll be excited to wear.
0: What are the most common things that women hold on to? Is there a common theme with us or is it different for everybody?
1: Um, it is different for everybody actually, and it depends on the person that I'm working with. So, some and why they have brought me in. So, some people are ready to move forward in their life, they're at a period of transition. So, maybe they've got a new job or they've recently got separated or divorced, and they want they, they know they're changing as a person and want their clothes to reflect that. And um, so, from that point of view, it can be quite emotional because they're letting go of the all of them. They're, they're having to and they think by holding on to the stuff that they'll they'll keep memory but it's not you you're you're not only needing to keep to keep the stuff to have the memory you have the memory in their heart you know so a lot of people would would struggle initially that the one or two items there that, that think oh, i need to keep i need to hold on to and they really do struggle with it and what i would say is if you're decluttering and organizing your wardrobe and you come across something that stalls you, something that you know, you don't really like, you know, you don't really love and, but you can't let it go. I say, hold on to it. Absolutely hold on to it, but don't put it back into your wardrobe, put it somewhere um, different. So get a cupboard that you're going to put all those items that you struggle with, that you can't let go of. And whenever you get to the sentimental category, you make the decisions about those items at that stage so you don't have to put it back into your wardrobe and um, so again it could be shoes a scarf whatever whatever that memory brings back or whatever that feeling of guilt they're dealing with um, i would say to them don't feel you have to let it go that's not what this is about this is about surrounding yourself with joy and those things that you need and if you're struggling with one or two items put them to one side
0: yeah because stuff becomes if you think of those programs like you know the hoarders where you see I remember watching one program and he was he was sleeping outside because there was so much stuff in his house uh luckily it was like California or somewhere where it was really warm but he was actually Mm -hmm. sleeping outside of his house because of his stuff yeah Yeah, become it became so it was very sad actually uh, mm-hmm. To see that that had happened, and that you just yeah. have to keep holding on to things.
1: Yeah, and that's that's exactly why. And it this can happen so so easily. And there'll be there'll be many people listening here today that think I feel ashamed of my home. I'm not able to keep it, and I don't mean even just the hoarders. I mean um, that in between perfection and um, hoarding, there's a broad spectrum, and we all lie somewhere within that. And what I would say is do not feel guilty. Your home is the way your home is. And knowing that and being ready for change is the first step. You'll never change unless you have an awareness that you need to change. So if you're feeling guilty and feeling ashamed of your home, that's actually a good thing because that is you getting ready for change. If you didn't feel that, you would never take that first step. You wouldn't be ready. So, As long as you decide to have a plan of action to do something about it, that's brilliant. Do not judge yourself. It is what it is. And honestly, to stand in judgment and say this is terrible, you're wasting your energy. Put the energy into doing something about it. And I know, I know it's not easy. I was there myself. I just did too much stuff and I didn't know how to to manage it. And I was highly organized, but just I spent my whole time moving my stuff from one place to the next. And in my mind, that was tidying and the energy that I put into that every day was and I never could get on top of it. That was the thing. So if I wasn't tidying, I was thinking about, oh, I should be tidying. And once I did the KonMari method, that just changed in an instant. So don't don't feel ashamed. Just decide you're ready to change
0: it's it's hard it's hard to admit that actually isn't it it's hard to yeah. kind of go Yeah, I'm not happy with this because generally I know well I know with my own clients I know I don't do what you do but I know that they come in and they would say I just closed the door mm-hmm. don't even look in that room I close the door yeah. it's not a room that I want to go into or yeah. the wardrobe or something you know we'd be discussing maybe there could be a wedding coming up or something and they're like no I have absolutely nothing to wear I've got lots of you know then mm-hmm. I'd be like just, you know, in general, chit-chat, yeah. conversation. Yeah. And they're like, nope, nothing. I'm going to go and buy something. And then it's another item, isn't it, that gets...
1: It is. Mm-hmm. And yet they probably have something beautiful in the world. I had a lovely client that I was working with yesterday. And she has a graduation coming up. And all of a sudden she says, this is the dress I'm going to wear for graduation. She bought it. She bought it in lockdown. The tag was still on it. She loved it, but she'd forgotten she had it yeah i know so this actually if you do if you do organize your home this will save you a fortune and then whenever you do shop you'll know exactly what you need you're only buying those items to add to your wardrobe not
0: you know things
1: that you don't need
0: yeah because sometimes you know the way like you you go shopping and you get that feel-good factor you know it kind of gives you that release of endorphins when you go I and buy a new something yeah 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 mm-hmm. yes. so how, and how do you create ways of creating that without adding more to your house? Could be oh, anything, could be a dress yes. or a chair or bars yeah. or car. I love
1: that question. That is <laughs> perfect because we all do that. Sh- we all do love that shiny red thing. And it's almost like a beacon buy me, buy me, buy me. And you're right. The endorphins you get is your hand over that mummy. Just you come out skipping. You absolutely come out of that shop skipping. And then once you get to the door, maybe a wee bit further, maybe your front door, you're thinking, oh, oh, I don't really like that, or, oh, it wasn't really that comfortable. It's the instant gratification. And we all, that, that's just, as consumers, that's what's happening nowadays. Everything's a click, click now, buy now. So once you do the Conmary method and you surround yourself with those beautiful items, your vibrations are raised to a level that you feel joy. I come into my home now, Lucy, and I love it. I look around and the energy in it is beautiful. I know I only have those things that I love. So there's nothing in my environment to bring me down. And what happens is I want more of that. I'm also attracting more of that into my life because my vibrations are higher, my energy is higher. And what happens is I appreciate the items I have. Because I don't have lots of stuff, And I'm by no means minimal, but I only have the items I love. What happens is I don't feel the same need to have that instant gratification, that rush, because I'm already getting it by seeing the beauty within my home. So I appreciate my items. I take care of my items. And that's, for me, that changed my shopping habits completely. I used to be a real bargain basement. I loved to bargain. And I would have bought so many clothes and but we never used them. We never wore them. So that's all changed. And now I don't even lift it up unless it sparks joy for me in my heart.
0: That's interesting, actually. Yeah, because a lot of us would be, you know, like, like a bargain completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you feel like good, even better when you come out of a shop yeah. and you've had a bargain. Yeah. 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 Or if there's a sale on, um, you would like, you definitely, the sales, I don't know, you just feel like you have to buy something because it's in the sale.
1: That's right. That's right. And they market that so beautifully that you feel you've missed out if you're not at that sale. I I loved a lineup. I thought a queue was fabulous and I would have been getting up in the middle of the night for a queue for a well-known store for years.
0: Would Not you have done realising? that? Oh. I, never, I, yeah. I never did that. I could never get that in my head. Oh.
1: And in fact, I, I love the bargain so much that I actually had run out of arms to carry the stuff for, for the family, the children and my yeah, husband. Yeah. And I just ran out of arm um, carrying space. But to me, I got carried away with the whole thing. I ended up spending a fortune that I didn't need to spend. And then items that I wouldn't normally buy, so it was a false economy from my point of view. Never again, and that's the beauty of it. Never again.
0: So, how, like, as busy working women, or mums, or carers, or whatever we do, how do you, how do you make the space or time to go delving in your cupboards to clear out, you know, the excessive Tupperware or. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you know whatever it is the wardrobe or your makeup makeup is another one I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. um because I I often you know makeup is I love makeup but um I only use a few items really do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean Just your few bits Mm -hmm. that you like so I actually have restricted that down I only get what I need and when I need it how do you where do you find the time to go through this
1: Yes so you do have to number one you have to be ready for change number two you have to put it into your diary so this is going to take a bit of time normally what we do is we superficially tidy and as I was saying you would do cupboard by cupboard or room by room that never lasts so in order to do the KonMari method you need to allow the time for it and whenever you allow the time this will free up time later on and and I'm saying that because I was constantly busy as I was saying to you. Now, because my home is always sitting tidy, I don't need to be continuously tidying. So this is once only, it's like ripping the, the band aid off. Once only, you allow time. If you were going to do for somebody else, you would, you would allow the time. Do this for you. Do this for you and make a start. So even start small. If you can't get the motivation to do it in its entirety, start small. Do a drawer or a cupboard so that you get that feel-good factor. Be aware this won't last, though, but at least that's making a start. And that's sort of you're getting results and you're feeling good because we all know what a good clear feels like. Mm. You feel amazing, absolutely amazing. So what I would say is if you're not ready to commit fully, then do make a start on those smaller tasks. And at least try and keep that cupboard or that drawer tidy. The bits that you've already done, try and keep tidy and on top of it.
0: So in ways like it's, um, you're almost, um, rather than going shopping for new items, you're saying get the endorphins by getting mm-hmm. a, a cupboard yeah. cleared and maybe yeah. put yourself to lunch afterwards or something.
1: Oh nice. my goodness, totally. Now I don't buy people stuff for their birthdays or Christmas or whatever experience. So you're right. Go out and pamper yourself with a nice facial or something rather than going to the shops. Once you know what you have in your home, go shopping by all means. So again, it's not about not shopping, but yes, it's about changing your whole perspective around it. So if you're going to do the KonMari itself, you will know exactly what you have because you'll be bringing clothes together. And then you'll know I don't have a white T-shirt and I need one or I had 15 tops of this particular um, color. So you'll know exactly what you have and what you need. And then you can shop.
0: How did you go from going right back to the beginning midwifery, which is something amazing, uh, bringing babies into the world to this, to being, I don't know, what do you call yourself? a KonMari consultant. A Murray consultant. How do you know what, how do you, how do you make that switch, that transition? Uh,
1: well, as, as I say, I was in the National Health Service for 31 years and I never saw myself leaving it until, and, and I loved what I was doing. I really did. Um, I loved dealing with babies, dealing with families, mothers. But once I did this myself, I completed my own Conrade journey. I knew this was special. I knew that I had to tell others about it. And for me to hold on to it was selfish. So I thought, right, how am I going to do this? And Lucy, at the start, I really struggled with this because I don't put myself out. I'm quite a quiet person, private person. Until a mentor of mine once said, You're being selfish holding this information to yourself. And I thought, Ooh. it really touched the nerve. And I thought, Actually, you know what? He's right. He is right. There's ladies out there that this will change their lives. And why would I hold on to this information? Mm-hmm. So then I thought, right, okay. And I did, my, I did my friend's homes and my sister's home. And I thought, right, this really works. And I went away. And then I decided then to be trained by Mary Kondo. And again, I didn't think I was going to open a business and leave nursing. I thought it's something maybe I could do as a sideline. But once I, oh my goodness, once I started on this, this is all about the momentum. Every single person I worked with were just fascinated by the changes that it that it brought to their life that I knew I had to keep going with this. So about, I'd say maybe two years ago, I gave up um, health visiting and um, completely. And I would have done the odd wee bit in our local neonatal unit. Um, whenever they'd have been short um, and again I suppose that was the last time it's now finished now I'm completely I, I just have got so busy I'm needing to devote all my time to this so it was an accidental transition but one that has I just this is my passion in life and this is what's brought me to here.
0: Wow mm-hmm. and what, how did you decide to do the Conmary method in your own home? Because you were saying that you were really tidy and everything was yes. where it should be.
1: No, I wasn't tidy. I was well organized. Okay, organized. Yes, but I for had reason. too much stuff. Yeah, I know. I had too much stuff. So for anybody there today thinking, oh, I've always been like this. I really wasn't. I had, um, whenever somebody would say to me that they were coming over to visit and they'd be over in 10 minutes, I would panic and i think, oh, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I just do too much of it. I'd open a cupboard and heal everything into the cupboard and think, right, okay, I'll sort that out later. I never got around it because it was so busy spinning plates. So I came across um, Marie Kondo's book, um, I think it was 2014. I don't know how I heard of it, but it came into my life at the right time. And I ordered it and I read it. And I thought, right, she has promised me that if I follow exactly what she tells me, I will never have to tidy again. And for me, I thought, right, okay, I'm going to try that. And I was cynical about it. I thought it was a really good way to sell a book.
0: I really didn't think it would happen.
1: But that's the truth. But I, I knew that I had to do something. I had to try something. And I tried and I started it the next day with my clothes. Lucy, the change for me, that first session, that first day was enormous. And I thought, I'm going to give this a go. And um, so that's
0: how like I'm really interested in this because <laughs> okay, so one half of the wardrobe is me and it's like mm-hmm. like just yeah mess. And PJ yeah. is so neat, like all everything is neat. <laughs> yeah, all, all neat. But I want the jumper at the bottom, so if mm-hmm. I pull it out, everything falls out, and because I'm mm-hmm. racing out the door or just don't have time, so sh- yeah. back in, it in. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how like Where do you start with because I you know I do, I tidy it all up and then I have to be in the mood to get it all right. And as you're right, you're absolutely right. Because I was thinking, how would you tidy and then be messy again? Because when you just keep it tidy once Mm -hmm. it's tidy. But yeah. yeah, No,
1: because you're superficially tidying. That's exactly why you're superficially tidying. So if you think of the amount, if you count up the amount of hours you spend in a day tidying and multiply that by 365 days. That's a lot of your time. That's mm-hmm. a lot of your life that you should be spending on you, spending with your family, doing those hobbies that you love. Yeah. And clutter, clutter, um, I, I was fascinated by clutter and why, why it has that effect on us. So I did quite a wee bit of research and I co authored a number one best selling book. Um, and my part was how clutter affects us physically, emotion, physiologically, um, and it is fascinating, Lucy. It really, really is. It taxes our brains. Our brains have to multitask and they don't do it effectively. So I suppose I'm thinking about the community of ladies who will be listening to this, Mm -hmm. who um, are maybe at a stage in their life where maybe they're um, premenopausal, perimenopausal or menopausal, Mm -hmm. who feel that they have brain fog, who feel they're, Chasing their tail—all of those things we know that happens. Clutter has the same effect on us, so it's going to exacerbate everything that um, your listeners are going through. What happens is we can't we can't concentrate properly whenever we're in a cluttered environment, and that's research based. It's not just that you feel you feel that stale energy. You know, whenever you go into clutter, how you feel it brings you down. You don't want to be there, as you say. You close the door.
0: You close the door, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look to at
1: it his... and I go, "Not now, I can't." Do that. Uh, not today, absolutely. And we can't be productive where it's um, it. A lot of ladies feel anxious around it, and again, physiologically, there is a reason for that. And um, depressed, there's inertia. We're so overwhelmed. We know it needs to be done, but the overwhelm is causing us to do nothing because we don't know where to start, so we don't start. So all of these are common. And what I would say to anybody listening today, if you feel that way, it's okay. That's absolutely normal. Absolutely normal. And it's not your fault. So all you need to do now is put a plan of action in and just make a start in it. And if, they're, if they struggle with that, reach out to me. I'll give them a hand. Absolutely no problem. Yeah, because we shouldn't have to do this alone. We really shouldn't. We just should do it once and once only.
0: Yeah, that's very true. As women, we do feel that we shouldn't ask for help in these things that we, as women, we think we should have a hold on or a handle on that you should be able to keep your wardrobe tidy. Do you know what I mean? I'm a a grown up is, but, you know, (laughs) I'm allegedly a grown up, but, um, you know, that it should be tidy, that it shouldn't look like a teenager's wardrobe
1: yeah and that there's the shame again because they think well everybody else can keep theirs I can't I'm telling categorically that the majority of people struggle with it so do not feel that you're the only one and Instagram shows fabulous um, homes and they are only Instagram ready they really are that's not real life for a lot of people so again no comparison no judgment just make a start
0: yeah because whenever I would, <laughs> when everyone comes in, now my house wouldn't be tidy, but it wouldn't be untidy. It would be lived in. That's how I would describe yes. it. And everyone described my house as lived in. But the yes. first thing I do is like, oh, please don't mind the mess as they walk in the door. Yes. Oh, yeah. Please don't mind the mess because uh-huh. I, yes. I haven't had time to tidy up. Well, for me, it's prioritizing. I have other things. I love being outside with horses and riding and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so for me tidying up the house is just not top of my priority so I'd soon be outside doing things I like doing so it just gets put on the back burner
1: of course because there's only so many hours what's that
0: exactly if unless it's raining if it's raining or a horrible day outside or cold or dark then I might tackle (laughs)
1: Lucy it's not so interesting so you in your mind well because you want to be outside and enjoying the ponies and all so in your mind you quit organizing your home decluttering your home with dark wet days so mm. there's a bit of us, isn't it fascinating mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: it's just because i can't be outside you see
1: yeah totally totally i get that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you can't be and where you want to be
0: in the mood and then yeah. you're right you tidy up a room And then it's back in a tip again.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's always somebody else's fault. It's the children won't put them back or the husband or the dog or the cat or whatever. Yeah, I know. How
0: do you change? Actually, how do you train children? Because my kids just take off. Mm -hmm. Now, I have one left home, one who's going to leave home on Thursday week and one that's still at home. And she just takes off her, you know, she's having a shower. She'll just take off her clothes. and (laughs) That's where they stick. (laughs) <laughs> and I like, um, I say, please, can you pick them up? Or oh, I just pick them up. Uh-huh, totally. <laughs> this is like a trail of socks. <laughs> all
1: mm-hmm.
0: over
1: the place. Yeah. Um, Lucy, these aren't skills. I always thought that I was an expert at tidying because I spent all day, every day doing it. Yeah. And in my mind, I was an expert, but I didn't have the skills to actually organise properly. And um, what happened was... I have three children and I hear exactly what you're saying. Mm. And I, so I I completed my own tidying and first everything within my home that I needed to do. I did it first. And then I said to my youngest daughter, I think she, well, I can't remember, maybe 17, 18 at the time. And I said to her, come here, will you let me help you con-marry your room? Number one, she wasn't ready. Number two, she was actually busy that day. So I forced her really she was very good she did, but I shouldn't have done it wasn't effective it wasn't and um, we had it even the language that she wasn't that she was using wasn't what you would want so I knew it wasn't successful but she was so good and she did it anyway so then and she would have been quite organised, but it was still that, a lot of. I know.
0: We're doing it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know, because I wanted to do it. So then she came to me a couple of months later, and I can't really remember the time frame, but I think it was a couple of months later. And she said, "Mom, will you help me con marry my room, Lucy?" The difference, the difference. in that one, yeah. even the even the words she was saying, oh, I love that. It's fabulous. She keeps her room immaculate. And now she is, she's been to university and every year she moved from flat to flat. I would have went over and we would have got it reset. She keeps it impeccably. My older daughter's the same. They are fabulous. And then my middle son, he, I used to have to close the door um, oh, and yeah. whenever he was growing up as a teenager. And I used to think, <gasps> but, but whenever I reflected on it, he was, he was doing what I was doing. My home wasn't organised. So how was he ever going to learn those skills of getting organised?
0: Oh, well, now you're
1: so, scared. Me. <laughs> yes, seriously. And whenever I thought of it, I thought, yeah, how is he going to ever get organised whenever I can't do it myself? But he also came to me after both girls had done it at this stage. And he says, Mum, will you help me call Mary? Lucy, he keeps his room beautifully. So I work with, from ch- with children from three years up. The, the children learn these skills at that age. And they're the, these are lifetime skills that they need. Absolutely. So I think don't be afraid if you have children of, in, of bringing them into the process. However, they have to decide for themselves three years and up what things spark joy for them. And that strikes fear into many a parent's heart. Because you're taking away the control, will they give away something that Granny and granda got them, and they'll be annoyed? Or I spent a lot of money on that item. I had to work through that, but it was well worth it. Because then they, they look after their items then. So they want, excuse me, they want to keep on top, but they want to tidy.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting, actually. Yeah, because um, I would I've asked Amber. She's she's saving up for an iPad. Um, because I want her to be able to value having an iPad rather than just buying one for her. And I yes. said, like, you've got stuff in your bedroom that really isn't, well, I, I don't know what, I didn't say age appropriate, but it's not age appropriate for her now. Um, you know, she's grown out outgrown those items, but she's not willing to give them up at all. And I said, you could maybe sell them on done deals or we could give them to other children no not ready Mm -hmm.
1: but do you know why she's not ready because she's probably thinking she's going to lose out by doing that she's not seeing what she's gaining within her room even change the terminology with her and talk about don't even talk about letting those items go because you know that's what's going to happen you know that talk about um let's organize let's get your room so that you can see all your beautiful items so keep keep talking about showcasing her beautiful items having them easy seen so she can reach them easy and once she automatically does that she'll be happier then to let go of those items so you get the same result but it's just approaching it differently
0: reframing it Mm -hmm. that's it yeah that's interesting actually i'm going to try that now you have to get the beautiful (laughs) items on show and the ones that you you don't want to see you maybe Mm -hmm. or we can let go, yeah. Yeah. Because she has a box in her room, a box, a cardboard box that she treasures.
1: <laughs> oh, and why are they in a cardboard box if she treasures them? Uh,
0: no, no, she it's a cardboard box because she plays with it, because she's designed it oh. into something herself. And <laughs> she doesn't want to let it go. Well, that's good for her. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. should stay there then
1: until she's ready.
0: Until she's ready, yeah. yeah. And it's and you're right, the room has become more cluttered because yeah. I bought more shelving to put more stuff into oh. mm-hmm. to get it off the floor. But it's yeah. just, it's uh-huh. cluttered, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's so interesting you say that, Lucy. That's exactly what happens. People buy more storage thinking that's the problem. It's absolutely not. I would advise people buy nothing more, no storage, and use the storage that you have until your entire home's done. And then you can go out and buy storage. You can buy fabulous storage that you need then, but I will guarantee you'll not need to buy much, you know.
0: So how, this is my last question, because you've been really amazing. (laughs) Um, What do you do with the stuff, you know, when you've thanked it and released it out of your life? and you have a pile of items like clothing we can give away to the clothing bank or charity shops you know the stuff that's able to be well all of it gets used because it gets used as rags and everything Mm -hmm. but what what do you do with the like say like the tupperware dishes i'm just trying to think of things or um you know like the miscellaneous stuff that's Mm -hmm. just stuff that you you know like cables and old cables from phones and old phones and you know those type of things that you know because being conscious of landfill and all of that stuff you know you're Mm -hmm. chucking it out in a way like how how do you be less conscious of that you know for green living
1: yeah, what a fabulous, yeah, I love that question, say that's it. And I suppose I, I could answer that in a couple of different ways. And the first thing I would say is, whenever you have the items that you're letting go of, please, please, please do not offer them to your mother, your sister, your friend, unless they would go into a shop and buy that item full price. Because what you don't want to do is solve your own guilt by giving it to somebody but in essence, what you're doing is you're creating that guilt for them. Again, they're not going to be able to let it go because you've given it to Give them. It. Absolutely. And you're really just, it's like a domino effect. And um, The likes of the Tupperware. I love Tupperware that I'm not going to use. And I would say to people, don't throw it out for now. So create a cupboard within your home or a store somewhere that you will store all these storage boxes. So bottoms and tops and lids of things, um, square, and you're going to use them for temporary storage until your home's done. So Tupperware is fabulous, I love it. You don't need the lid, but definitely the pot part. And you would uh, sub-categorize different drawers. um, So that's what we would use that for. Again, they may not look fabulous, but until you're finished, that's exactly what we would do. And from a green point of view, right, think of the waste that we have in our homes that we're not using, that will just fill up landfill. And this is where my clients change. They never buy this way again. Never, ever, ever buy this way again. So once they have decided what to do with items in their home, that's the end of it. They will never waste the same way. So there are different places that you can take it. I know the, the local dump takes parts that they will then bring to electricians to see if they mm-hmm. can. So there are drop-off points for all of those items. As you say, the clothes can be used again and again and again. A lot of my clients actually would, think of your toiletries especially, you have so many makeup not used. And what I would suggest you do, and those nicer things is... um put them to one side and bring them into your local women's aid. There's women coming in in the middle of the night, same with baby clothes, women coming in in the middle of the night with nothing. Wouldn't they love that high end um, mascara to to help them, the lovely moisturizer, things we've taken for granted because they're in the back of the cupboard. Mm. Um, Same with coats. Um, My client from Monday was organizing her coats and we had six full bags of coats and we were going to bring them to the charity shop and then I got a message on social media the homeless community really need coats now these were brilliant winter coats and again they were high-end they were fabulous wouldn't that be the most wonderful treat for somebody to put that on and feel amazing Mm. so it's just thinking outside the box and this is really Utilising what you have and giving it to the right place so that the right thing can be done with it.
0: Mm, Yeah, no, I agree. That is, yeah, it is about, uh, yeah, doing that actually. Okay, Okay, I did say I only had one more question, but I actually have another one. (laughs) You know the gift that you get given? Yeah. That you don't need and you don't want and the regifting of that gift. Like, what are your thoughts on that one? Oh, I... Was there, I would have re gifted a lot simply because
1: it was in my home, I didn't like it. Um, I, and I would have struggled with re gifting because what if that person comes in and they see that I don't have it in my house or I'm not using it? And yeah. um, we then decide, once I did this, then we decided as a family that we were not going to um, exchange Christmas presents for that reason, we're buying for the sake of it we're not given, so we put the money that we would normally pay and we have the most amazing summer holiday together. So we're having an experience instead. So now is a good time for people to pass that information on, go out for a meal all together, whatever money you would have spent, go out and have an experience together. So moving on, that's what you can do. But whenever you have it at the minute, the, the gift, as it's been handed over, That's the end of it as far as I'm concerned. That person is happy to hand it to you, to know that they have picked it, it's special to them and handed it to you. And again, once you do your own Conmari, you will totally get this. It's okay then, decide, right, okay, this doesn't spark joy in me, but I know somewhere that will love it. So even bringing it to the charity shop, there's somebody will buy that and love it and for you to hold on to it with those negative feelings isn't good so don't feel guilty really don't but do then with good time to spare say to people you know I'm not doing Christmas presents this year but instead I would like to we could go out the week before or the week after whatever it is and yeah. you will notice they will be so relieved they really will
0: I yeah I completely agree on that one actually I think going out and making a memory is way nicer than a gift it depends if it's something maybe that you want I don't know that's there's two folds to it isn't there Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and
1: that's different if it's something you want absolutely Mm -hmm. um but you know whenever somebody's buying whenever somebody's buying for somebody else please give it a lot of thought you don't want to waste your money and you don't want them struggling with that decision what to do with it I know ask them
0: yeah. And putting pressure on the person that if you give yeah. them a gift, they have to give you one back. Yeah. Oh,
1: that is so hard. And how much did she spend on that? I'm gonna to have to do it something. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's a hard one. Yeah. Sharon, you have been really insightful and you've answered questions for me. And I hope that helps everyone yeah. else as well. I've kind of been a bit selfish asking all my questions. So if anyone needs to get a hold of you to have the comari makeover done in their house by you. How can they do that?
1: Okay, so I my company is called Serenity Sparks Joy. And the reason I called it that was for me, Serenity. I wanted serenity in my home. And for me, that's spark joy. So serenity sparks joy. So they can follow me on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, and it is Serenity Sparks Joy, or they can contact me on info at serenitysparksjoy.co.uk. And I can, we can have a chat and see what's the best way forward. So I have courses that they roll up their sleeves and they do it themselves, fully automated and they've lifetime access. Or I have virtual, I can do it virtually if you prefer, very successfully actually. Or I can actually come into your home. So there's myself alone or I can bring my team of ladies in with me. Either fine, whatever works best for them, but we'd normally have a conversation and see what the challenges, needs are and then create a, a plan going forward.
0: So if anyone wants your help, can you say, I'm just thinking out loud here, like think, say, only work with the lady in their wardrobe and, you know, their own personal care, makeup and products that they use? Or do you, is it the whole house you go through or is it just certain areas? that's
1: probably how I should have worded it better that way Um, I I tend to do it Con style, so we start with the clothes the books the papers and um, etc however I work within your budget so if you're finding that you only have enough money for one category we will work together and then I'll give homework tasks I create a plan moving forward and then I can come back for the next category again it's getting it's giving the help where it's needed and it's getting the right message from my clients as to what their needs are. And it's it's matching that up. So whatever's needed, I'll definitely work with and um, and and see how best to to bring it, you know, because nobody should be sitting in a home that's causing them stress. They really shouldn't. That should be our refuge, that should be our our safe space. And if that's the case, yeah. Just make a start on it. Whatever way possible, just make a start.
0: Cool. Okay, thank you so much. And I'll uh, put your details on in the comment box underneath. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lucy.